0: Welcome to the Lightly Salted Podcast. These are the readings and sermons of St. John's Lutheran Church of Park Rapids, Minnesota. They are offered so that the Word of God would shape and strengthen you to be what He calls you to be, salt and light. You can find us at stjohnspr.org. Now, on to the Word. Our Old Testament reading for this, the 12th Sunday after Pentecost, is from the prophet Isaiah, the 56th chapter. It's a great promise that God makes that his salvation is not just for the children of Israel, but it is really for all nations, and he will not turn any aside. Thus says the Lord, Keep justice and do righteousness, for soon my salvation will come and my deliverance be revealed. And the foreigners who join themselves to the Lord to minister to him, who gathers the outcasts of Israel, declares, I will gather yet others to him besides those already gathered. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our epistle reading is a continuation as we go through the letter to the Romans. And we hit a chunk here where Paul's coming to this This conflict. He's a a minister to the Gentiles, and yet as he's ministering to the Gentiles, those who are not Jews, his desire is that his own people would be made jealous, that the faith is coming to Gentiles, that they too might be revived in faith. I ask then, has God rejected his people? By no means. For I myself am an Israelite, a descendant of Abraham, a member of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not rejected his people whom he foreknew. Now, I am speaking to you Gentiles, inasmuch as I am an apostle to the Gentiles, I magnify my ministry in order somehow to make my fellow Jews jealous and thus save some of them. For if their rejection means the reconciliation of the world, what will their acceptance mean but life from the dead? As regards the gospel, they are the enemies of God for your sake. But as regards election, they are beloved for the sake of their forefathers. For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. Just as you were at one time disobedient to God, but now have received mercy because of their disobedience, so they too have now been disobedient in order that by the mercy shown to you, they may also now receive mercy. For God has consigned all to disobedience, that he have, may have mercy on all. This too is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 15th chapter. Pray be to thee. Jesus went away from there and withdrew into the district of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and was crying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. But he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and begged him, saying, Then Jesus answered her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. This is the Gospel of our Lord. Peace be to thee, O Christ.
1: Well, grace, peace, and mercy be unto you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's so wonderful to see you all here joined today. A day we are talking about faith. Now you see it especially on the slide here. So if you take a look at that, that is a picture taken by my mother of the foster dog she's taking care of. So that is baby. And baby has her issue with her hips. She can't quite jump. So here in this picture, she puts her full faith and trust that my mother is going to pick her up and put her on the couch Regardless of how many times she will beg, and that's what we're talking about today: faith. See, faith—it's an interesting word. Not only does it serve as a name, but it becomes a word describing a religion, such as the Christian faith. Or where, before professing the creed, Pastor and I would often say, "Let us come together, confessing our common Christian faith by using the words of either the Nicene, the Apostles." or on very rare occasions, the Athanasian Creed. And see, faith becomes the greatest motivator in our lives. See, in Scripture, you and I see examples of God's people clinging to his word. You saw it when Noah listened to God and built the ark. You saw it when Joseph continued to trust in God, even after he was betrayed by his brothers, sold in slavery, and thrown in jail for 13 years for a crime he did not commit. See, it's shown when the Hebrews fled from Egypt. It's seen before the kingdom of Israel is established. And it's there during both kingdoms of Israel and Judah. And it's there long after the kingdoms have been destroyed. You know, it might have been a roller coaster of a ride for the people of God. But God's people still have faith. And see, throughout Scripture, apart from looking at God's people, we see these sporadic events, these moments where you find the exact same faith in those who are not part of the tribe of Israel. People who come from foreign lands. We see it with Rahab as she helped the spies of the Jericho. You hear it confessed by Ruth to Naomi saying that her God will become her God and her people will become her people. And even the Gentiles, foreigners, who are actually truly less worthy in the eyes of God's people, have professed the same faith in God as Yahweh, the God of Israel. And today you and I get to see that take place once more. We get to hear how a Gentile, a Canaanite, an old enemy of Israel, proclaims the exact same faith in Jesus. See, we find Jesus and the twelve disciples traveling through the district of Tyre and Sidon, cities that were once established by the Phoenicians, also who were called Canaanites because of the land they lived in. a people who lived in this land that was set apart by God for Abraham's descendants. Now they worshipped other gods, such as the Asherah and the Baals. As see, during the conquest, after Moses had passed, these people were to be driven out of the land but the conquest was never completed. Thus, throughout Israel's time in the land, we have seen this continuous, these people have been a continuous thorn in the side of God's people. Where time and time again, God's people were led away from worshiping Him and chasing after the Baals. But see, yet during this time, the Israelites, or the Jews as they're now called in this, of this time in the New Testament, And the Canaanites have lived side by side. And these Canaanites, every once in a while, have turned to Yahweh as their God. And as Matthew writes, And Jesus went away from there and withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sinon. And behold, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and was crying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. Listen to the wording that that Canaanite woman uses. Lord and son of David. This woman who in Mark's account is called a Syrophoenician, but by Matthew is called a Canaanite. Reminding his readers of whom this heritage is of this woman and where she comes from. In the eyes of the Jews, she is less... Less worthy. Not only are they enemies, but dogs, for they have no master. Even with that history surrounding this woman and, that, and the trouble that she faces because of this, she still calls Jesus by his messianic titles. Not only does she believe, but she proclaims it before Jesus, before the disciples and anyone who's within earshot around them. She comes to find the one person who could heal her daughter, even begging for help. As Matthew writes, but she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. She begged. She begged after being ignored. She begged even after the disciples were begging Jesus to get him, just give her what she wants so she would leave them alone. She begged, even after what Jesus said, listen to the exchange of words that take place. And his disciples came and begged him, saying, send her away, for she is crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And after hearing that, This woman still said, Lord, help me. Now, as I said at the beginning of this sermon, faith is a great motivator. It's what drives you and me back to Jesus. It's what drives us to sing praises unto our God. Faith is what moves us and pray and makes us pray aloud to our Lord, calling on Him to listen to our cries, our fears, our wants. It's what makes you and I lift up our voices with thanksgiving, returning thanks to God for giving us our daily bread, for giving us the things we need to survive and live in this live this life. See, faith. We have faith in what it is that we proclaim. We have faith, what it is that we teach, we have faith in what it is that we believe. That Jesus is indeed the Christ. He is the Son of God. And he is the second person of the Holy Trinity. Faith is a gift given by the Holy Spirit, planted by hearing the word of Christ, nurtured by hearing the word, both read and proclaimed. And this is how the Gentile woman heard. This is why she begged. This is why she left her daughter at home to chase after a man she has never met complete stranger whose miracles she has never seen done, but still calls out to him, Lord, help me. This is faith in its lowly beauty. You see, it is the word that brings the Gentiles to Christ. It is the word that's shared over and over again, and like a, throwing a rock in a lake, and as the ripples go out, the word that was given to the Israelites, Started to spread from neighbor to neighbor, not only in their own communities, but those who lived around them. You saw it with the Magi who came to bring gifts to the newborn king. You see when a Roman centurion comes to Jesus, a Jew, begging him to heal his servant. And see it here with this Gentile woman. And you see it most prominently right here, right now, here at St. John's or any other place where Christians are to be found. See, you and I have heard the word of Christ. We haven't seen him. We've not seen the miracles that are written and recorded in Scripture for us. And yet, because of faith in him, we come before Christ asking, begging, Lord, help us. See, now there are a few ways that people would typically respond to hearing what Jesus said. Or even respond to those who just cry out for help. You know, some would leap into action, becoming the hero of the day. Some would have just ignored and just continued on their way. And yet, the response that you and I hear from Jesus seems out of place. It doesn't seem to match the person that we have come to know as Matthew is retelling throughout his gospel account. But yet, as Matthew continues, and Jesus answered, It is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Throw it to the dogs now either jesus declared that this woman is unworthy of his help unworthy to ask of such a task and that what she did was a fruitless endeavor or he's getting at something else see the children that he speaks about are israel the lost sheep as he previously referred to them his earthly ministry <clears throat> is not to the world at large yet his ministry is focused on the people he was called to come to serve and to save. The house of Israel, the lost sheep. But he comes to save the world later, which we find out and hear about and seen done through his death and resurrection. But for right now, his focus is right here on the house of Israel. See, he's not telling this woman that she is not important. He's not telling her to leave, to return home, To forget about this, that this was just pointless. That's not what he's doing at all. He is making known that his work, his ministry, are indeed the lost sheep. The people of God, first and foremost. Yet what is shown in the response of this woman is far more amazing. For this Gentile states, yes, Lord. Yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. This woman knew where she stood. She knew she was not counted amongst God's people and not seen in the same way as the Israelites. What this woman does is recognizing the work of Christ. She does not respond in anger, as we might typically think to respond to hearing what Jesus said. She does not leave being unhappy with the answer that she was given. She submits to him She submits to the Lord, the Son of David. And upon hearing this, Christ gives an answer that fills her heart with joy, that lifts her spirits, as Matthew continues. Then answered her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you have desired. And her daughter was healed instantly she placed her faith in him she had heard the news of his healing news of his ministry news of what he has taught even if it meant that she would be treated differently when going home or treated differently by the israelites see it didn't matter because her faith in jesus she was getting the same blessings that was promised to the house of israel to the people of god She was given the same blessings. You know, I could end it right here and be satisfied. and on how gracious and merciful our Lord truly is. But this is an example of what is coming to the world through Christ. This is the foretaste of what will happen following his death and his resurrection. His word will go out to all nations. Not just with the 11 disciples that he sends out before his ascension to heaven, will go out and has already started to spread as people are talking about Jesus over and over and over again, sharing his miracles, sharing his teaching, sharing what he has done for them. See, the word of God was never meant to just remain with the house of Israel. It was meant to be a blessing to all the nations. For this word is living and active. This is the word that brings hope that brings the foreigners to His holy mountain. It's what brought this Gentile woman, a Canaanite, to Jesus. It is what brought the Roman centurion, and it's what brought all the other Gentiles throughout Scripture to God. And it's what brought you and me as well. This is why this season of the church year is called Pentecost. It is a time when we see the church grow where more and more people, Gentiles, come to the faith, confessing that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. For they have heard the word of Christ. And just like them, and just like this Gentile woman, you and I just don't get the scraps that fall from the table, but we get to fully enjoy the exact same blessings that were promised to the house of Israel, given to the people of God. For through faith in him, you, me, and all Christians can come before our Lord and call on Him saying, Lord, help us. And we can say that with full joy. We can say that because of faith in Him. For you and I are God's people. And so too, through faith in Christ, this Canaanite woman, she is counted amongst God's people.
0: Amen. Thanks for listening to Lightly Salted. We'd love to hear from you. You can contact us at stjohnspr.org or look for us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube.
1: Our thanks to Eric Medeas at soundimage.org for morning dew.
0: God's blessings.